that lets you save the okay. True form life. Green look on I wanted a feature of the herbs. I wanted the chocolate to be a gateway to these herbs that I'm just obsessed with. And so each chocolate has a different herbal formulation in it or a different function. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. We're super excited to have a brand new guest on the show. So without further ado, welcome to Exploring Mind and Body, Sage. Thank you so much for having me on. It is our pleasure. I'm excited to jump into this. Um, we got lots to talk about. So why don't we start off with giving you a chance to resonate with our audience. Tell us about who you are and what you do. Sure. My name is Sage. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Addictive Wellness. We're a company that basically tries to make healthy eating super enjoyable to the point where you don't have to rely on willpower to stick to healthy eating and take your health to the next level. We try to take everybody's favorite indulgences and the things that most people think, if I'm going to be healthy, I can't have this anymore. I can't have that anymore. You know, I can't have a delicious hot caramel tasting beverage, or I can't have a bar of chocolate. And not only take the bad stuff out of it, but pack as much beneficial stuff into there as possible so that this is something that really helps push your health in a positive direction. And so how'd I, you get it? Sorry, so go ahead. I cut you go off ahead. there? No, go for it. Just wondering how you got into that. Growing up, I was somewhat healthy, but you know, I grew up as a vegetarian and was maybe missing out on some key nutrients in that regard. I kind of was being fed mostly organic food by my parents, which was awesome and definitely many steps ahead of what many people get growing up. But it was kind of like basmati rice and tofu five nights a week and a night of pizza and a night of pasta and not a lot of nutrient density necessarily. And going up through athletics and through school, I always felt like I was doing pretty good, but there was always this next level of performance, whether physical or cognitive, that I wasn't really able to tap into that I saw some other people excelling a little bit further. And I always felt like, gosh, there's something missing here. I'm missing some sort of an input to get to that next stage. And my parents had a, a wellness center when I was growing up. They were kind of ahead of the curve with already in the like early 2000s infrared saunas and infrared heated jade, jade massage beds. And this local guy came into their business and he had this like hemp protein superfood mix with chlorella and spirulina and some other Western herbs in there. And I saw this guy and he was super ripped. He was just jacked. He was like in his forties, but looked like he could be in his twenties, super smart. And I was just talking to him a bit and he's saying that he hasn't aged a day because he's having this drink every day. And I, I thought, okay, I'm 18. Let's see. Can I stop myself aging at 18 because <laughs> this could be pretty cool if it works. And so I got on it and I, you know, I didn't want to just do anti-aging. I wanted to get muscular as well. I wanted to excel in performance in all areas of life. And I started noticing that I would make these smoothies for myself and I would drink them and it would taste not necessarily so great, but I didn't care because I would feel amazing afterwards. I noticed I had this incredible clear high and this just blew my mind because this is what I was looking for. I'd been missing out on this kind of nutrient density all my life. 
And I, if I've been missing out on this, what else have I been missing out on? And so it kind of sent me off down this rabbit hole of the more I would learn and research, the more I would try new stuff, the more cool new stuff I would try, the better I would feel, the better I would feel, the more excited I would get to go keep learning more. And that basically never stopped. And then it got to the point where naturally as a part of every hero's journey, you go out and you slay the dragon and you come back and you want to share the, the wisdom and tales of the journeys with your community. Anybody who gets healthier in their life at a certain point, you want to share it with friends and family. If you see other people struggling or you see other people not tapping into their potential, you want to share it with them. The problem was these smoothies I was making every day tasted, like I said, like absolute dirt. I didn't care. I desensitized my taste buds. But as soon as I tried to share it with my friends, they were literally throwing up. And I realized that if I'm going to have any beneficial impact beyond just myself, I'm going to have to figure out a way to make healthy eating and drinking taste so good that people consume these things that I'm making them just because it tastes amazing. And it just so happens to be healthy as an afterthought. And it was around that time that I got exposed also to the concept of cacao as kind of this gateway superfood. It's got, it's something that has a foot in both worlds of foods that people consider to be healthy and foods that people consider to be a guilty pleasure. And so if done right to take away the ingredients that actually make it guilty, you can make it into something spectacular and even possibly a delivery vehicle for some other great adaptogenic herbs and other nutrients and exotic compounds from around the world. That's super interesting. I got to ask you about, um, well, I got, I got tons to ask you about. Tell me about your, your parents real quick. What was that like growing up under an infrared sauna? <laughs> <laughs> it was a, really a great blessing. I got excited about infrared saunas, you know, r right from the beginning. My biggest reason for getting excited about them was my passion was surfing. And in California in the wintertime, the ocean is really cold. There's colder places you could go, you know, to like Iceland or somewhere, but it's, it, I was always freezing. And so I would love to get in the sauna and boost up my core body temperature before I would, you know, drive to the beach right after and go surfing and I would stay warmer for longer. I love the the mental clarity that would come after and the, the detoxification effects were also a bonus. And it was just one of those incredible things that I, I don't know what to put it up to, but I, I got very lucky to be born into the family. So are they still in the business? Yeah. Now, now my family's business, um, they run Heal with Heat, who are the largest U.S. dealers of clear light saunas. So um, I, I do some work with them as well. And so I'm, I'm not just hyping up infrared saunas because it's a family business. It's something <laughs> that, you know, I've been doing, like I said, since I was a teenager. So it's pretty fun to uh, be able to have access to that growing up. Yeah, very cool. Okay, so tell me, where, where in California? Um, I live now in Ojai. Lived for many years in, in Thousand Oaks growing up, then Los Angeles for 10 years. Um, now living in Ojai, California. Okay, gotcha. And then tell me about, well, give our listeners a, a chance real quick to understand the difference between cacao and cocoa. Ultimately, there's a couple ways to look at it. One is you could say it's just a different pronunciation because the word cacao originally came from the, the Mayan word cacuatl, and that was kind of the closest the Europeans could get to pronouncing it and Europeanizing it. But then a lot of the Europeans couldn't even pronounce cacao. And so especially the British had a hard time with the word cacao, so they turned it to cocoa. But these days, when you see those different terms being used, it's most often being used to refer to cocoa being a more heavily processed form of the plant and cacao being much less processed. You know, cocoa obviously is roasted in most cases and generally is going through a process of being alkalized. And that's where it goes through some chemical processing that is designed to diminish the, a lot of the bitter flavors that are naturally present in the cacao. So, so what we find, just to add to that, is we find that co, um, cocoa usually has sugar, milk products chopped up in there. Mm -hmm. And, and the, cow, the cacao is usually more of the pure, natural, less processed 
Do you find that as well? Or yeah, when somebody exactly? talks about drinking hot cocoa, generally, yeah, they're buying something even maybe with some dried marshmallows in there that they're going <laughs> to reinflate as soon as they hit the milk, you know? <laughs> and of course, you know, sugar and other emulsifiers and uh, pres preservatives and all sorts of things. Yeah, cocoa is definitely not the highest potential of what this plant evolved to become, uh, whereas cacao there's, of course, in that world, also variety and levels of quality, but it's it's definitely a big step closer to the ideal. I got to tell you this quick story. We're in Sri Lanka and we're like, we're in the village in like in a village in this, um, they're kind of pointing things out. English wasn't all that great. We weren't really sure what was happening, but they told us this was a cacao fruit. And we didn't ne never really seen one before. Anyways, this little village kid <laughs> climbs up this tree and um, he's like kicking this fruit down and anyways, ends up falling on the ground and then he scurries down, picks it up, tears it open and then passes it around for everyone to eat. And then we finally figured out that this was the cacao fruit, which was so cool. It had like a little hint of um, chocolate, but not really. But at any rate, really cool experience that I always think, think about when someone brings up cacao. That's amazing that you got to experience it in the fresh state like that. Yeah, with the cacao beans, when you find them in nature, they got that little white fruit pulp around the outside of each bean. And then what I love showing people that really surprises them is that when you bite into the bean, it's purple on the inside initially when it's completely fresh. That's where the, the purple color of the Willy Wonka outfit comes from. Really? That's that was the, the original idea in the story. Yeah. Oh, that, okay. That's the, cool. <laughs> that's the, the 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 purest cacao is is the purple. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So tell me more about you you getting into the business. You're like, I got to get this. I got to share these superfoods, these um superfood drinks, with the world, with your friends, so they don't throw up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you so, got into cacao. How are you starting to flavor this so people actually enjoy it? I I wanted to have some big impact on the world in terms of sharing my passion for cacao, for superfoods, for just overall healthy lifestyle, for traditional herbal systems of indigenous cultures. And for a couple of years, I was doing actually a separate project doing um, elixir bar setups in five-star hotels around the world where people, you know, the world of uh, world travelers could experience these kind of things that they maybe never would have come across before. We did one in uh, Paris and another one in Sydney. And I was making chocolate that time just as a hobby. And I was trying to figure out that the healthiest way I could make it for a while, I was sweetening it with raw honey and starting to incorporate some some Ayurvedic herbs like ashwagandha and shilajit and uh, makuna, some Chinese herbs, things like cordyceps and astragalus. And I got into a relationship with my girlfriend and sometimes it takes uh, a partner to really bring out the best in you. And she really pushed me to believe that I could figure out a way to make a sugar-free chocolate taste good. Because all I'd had up to that point was one that had kind of funky flavor, funky aftertaste. Uh, but but she was the inspiration and, and wouldn't stop nagging me until I would get that recipe perfected. And she was a total chocolate addict. And so I had to be, I was making a lot of chocolate just to keep her satisfied alone. And then I went to do this elixir bar in Paris and I knew I was going to be away for a couple of weeks. And she, I, I had made her a whole bunch of chocolate. And I said, here's your, you know, here, this should keep you satisfied for two weeks. One week later, she's calling me on Skype saying, hey, when are you coming back? I have no more chocolate. I ate it all. And I was like, oh, geez. A couple months later, I'm going on a, a trip for a couple months away to first to China and then to Australia. And so I thought, okay, this time I'm going to plan ahead. I'm going to give her what should be enough chocolate for the entire time I'm going to be away. But then I'm going to hide a couple bags in the drawers down below in the in the refrigerator and like the vegetable drawers. I'm going to go in the freezer and there's this box I've seen in there, of like frozen brown rice that she had. I'm going to hide some inside there so that every week when she hits me up saying, I ran out of chocolate, I'm going to say, okay, go in this place and you got 
caught a surprise. It kind of backfired because she went and cleaned out the whole refrigerator two days after I left and she found all of it. And she called me like, <laughs> did you hide chocolate in the box of the brown rice? <laughs> but it was kind of getting to the point where I had to start buying in bulk just to keep her happy. And so it's like, okay, well, now I've got these accounts and um, lots of my friends are asking for this more like, hey, can you make me some? I'm having this event. Can you, help, you know, can we do an order? And I was like, okay, this is actually getting to the point of demand where maybe through chocolate, I could have even a bigger impact and reach a wider audience than doing these elixir bars, which I love the whole business model and social interaction of, but you also got to love chocolate. So, okay. So did you ever curb or satisfy your girlfriend? Still your girlfriend or? <laughs> still, 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 still my girlfriend 11 years later, still crazy about the chocolate. I've just been doing some, actually some new recipe development the other day. And, and she is um, swearing to me that the newest one is the, the best one she's ever tasted. So um, I've, I've, I've never never satisfied the, the craving completely. And I've, I've managed to keep her around. <laughs> <laughs> so she's never going to let go of you. <laughs> That's right. It's a good insurance policy. <laughs> so, okay. So tell us about some benefits. So the, you're looking at helping improve. You want to make an impact, making a, a help improve lives. Tell us about the impact of the health benefits we're looking at here. Sure. So with raw cacao itself, you're looking at the highest natural source of antioxidants in terms of any food that you're going to find. The highest food source of magnesium, which is a mineral that somewhere between 60 to 80% of Americans are chronically deficient in. You got a great source of chromium, which is a mineral that helps to balance blood sugar. You've also got a good source of iron there. And then you get into some more exotic things, some of the neurotransmitters that affect your brain chemistry, things like serotonin and anandamide and phenethylamine, the love bliss chemical. And so cacao delivers in a whole bunch of ways to make you happier and healthier. And then from there, we actually, I should take one step back. So the cacao that we use isn't just any average cacao. So a lot of cacao is grown in Central America, a lot in Africa. You have different strains like Forastero or Trinitario. And then you have like some lower quality ones like CCN51 that are just hybridized to produce maximum yield and be resistant to diseases. The one that we used is a very special one called Arriba Nacional. And this forms less than 1% of global chocolate production. And what we use is not grown on a plantation. It's not grown on a monocrop farm. It's actually wild harvested by people who have access to these wild lands. And it's all brought together into one operation and processed with minimal heat exposure. So you maintain the integrity of some of these compounds in there that could have some heat sensitivity. And so this is a pretty good starting point for the world's greatest cacao bar or chocolate bar. And from there, we keep it totally sugar-free. So I would always find as I was growing up and starting to experience some healthier chocolates that they're all great, but you get to a certain point where it's like, okay, that's too much sugar. Even if it's a healthier sugar option, like a maple sugar or a coconut palm sugar, at a certain point, you got to tap out because it's just becoming a little bit too much. I wanted to remove that ceiling so people could have less of a limit on their ability to enjoy chocolate. And so we've, we've used a combination of different natural sweeteners in there that keep it totally sugar-free so you're not manipulating your blood sugar. And then from there, we, instead of having different flavored chocolate bars, we went a total different direction because I am so passionate about these traditional herbal systems, I wanted to feature the herbs. I wanted the chocolate to be a gateway to these herbs that I'm just obsessed with. And so each chocolate has a different herbal formulation in it for a different function. So you have one for energy that has astragalus and cordyceps and ashwagandha. You have one for tranquility that you see like reishi mushroom and hoshu wu in there. And so these are herbs that sometimes can be a little tricky to get people to take on their own if they're not accustomed to some of the more bitter flavors you can find. But fortunately, the one bitter flavor that people seem to have accepted for some reason is the bitter that you find in chocolate. And so I found you can kind of camouflage some of the bitter flavors of 
these herbs underneath the bitter of the chocolate and people are suddenly really okay with it. <laughs> so you're modern day Willy Wonka, is that what you're saying? I'm trying to live that childhood dream. Of, yeah, being <laughs> Willy Wonka <laughs> or somehow Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is interesting. So tell me about the flavoring or the sweeteners. What is it? What are you sweetening with? So what we've been using for the past 10 years is a combination of xylitol made from organic birch trees. Um, and that is one that some people say, oh no, it's a sugar alcohol, but it actually has some pretty well-researched benefits to it. And a lot of the problems that people associate with other more highly processed and, and unnatural sugar alcohols like sorbitol and maltitol, you don't really get with xylitol. So it actually has prebiotic effects to it, helps to kill bad bacteria in the mouth. And it also is a biofilm dissolver. Biofilm dissolver. And biofilms are these kind of invisibility cloaks that bad bacteria can put up in your body to essentially live in your body and keep your immune system from detecting them. It's only when you consume biofilm dissolvers that you can dissolve that shield or that invisibility cloak and your immune system can actually see it and go after it. And then the other one that we use is a special non-bitter organic stevia. Um, we are actually in a transition and I, depending on when this episode comes out, we'll see where it's all at. But we're transitioning also to a, a new formulation because there's a small percentage of people who are very sensitive to the sweetness of stevia. Most people are actually thinking that stevia is not so great tasting because they've had a bad experience with a bad tasting stevia in the past. But there are some specific stevia extracts like the one they use is totally organic, but it tastes way better than most stevias that you'll find out there. And the dramatic um, population, you know, majority of the population are totally fine with it. But we're actually switching to a new one and we're going to be using a combination of allulose, which is a sweetener that also is not messing with blood sugar and has some great ancillary benefits to it, and monk fruit, which is actually becoming more well-known as a healthy sugar-free sweetener, but actually is traditionally in China it's called Lohan Guo, and it's been used for thousands of years as a great lung tonic. So we're, we're taking a slightly different angle um, to try to really open this up to, to even more people. Nice. Yeah, we've we've produced our own products as well, and we've ran into the stevia thing. Mm -hmm. um, even and like you're talking about good quality, uh, we work with just a, a manufacturer that just processes our... Um, develops different natural sweeteners. Yeah. This stevia is like different than anything on the, like that you can get at the grocery store. Right. Um, but I think people still have that like, oh, there's stevia in there. Like they don't even want to try it. Or if they hear stevia, it's like an automatic, you know, like you can't even taste the stevia. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's a shame that some people have had, or a lot of people have had bad experiences uh, in earlier years with lower quality stevia sweetened products. Right. And I think there's still about maybe one or 2% of the population, based on my experience, that whatever the, the taste bud is that picks up the sweetness of stevia, it's like overdeveloped. So it's just oh, totally overpowering for their whole system and it doesn't work for them. But the other 98%, we've had so many experiences where we've been sampling the products in stores and at events and things like that. And people say, I ah, know stevia, Ugh, I, I don't want to touch that. And I say, look, give it a try. I promise it's not like any stevia sweetened product you've ever had before. And it sounds like it's similar with your products. And they say, oh, wow, that actually tastes great. That's not a problem at all. Right. Yeah. Just finding the right people are open-minded, I suppose. Right. You got to be able to give it one more shot. Yeah. So tell me, um, so production-wise, are you guys newer, um, all over? Well, what, is, what does that look like? I'm curious to know how easily it's found, I guess. Oh, yeah. So um, we're a small to, to mid-sized company, I guess you could say, or I mean, depending on the scale that we, some people may consider us a, a tiny company. Um, we do have a number of retailers across the country. Um, we also sell online and through Amazon. So wherever people are, we're able to either direct you towards somewhere in your area that you can pick up our chocolate, or we ship it really fast to get it to your door. So. 
um, easily anywhere in the U.S. People can get it, and we do our best to make it available overseas as well. And you guys ship up to Canada, or you not? Yeah, absolutely, sure. all the time. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to uh, try some. Okay, where's the best place for me to order some? Oh well, you're, you've got a, a care package on the way. You don't need to worry about it. Oh well, thanks <laughs> but, so much. But, <laughs> for for folks in Canada, um, for our, our chocolates, you can order them through our website. We also have a number of our, our powdered ingredients, like like our cacao powder, for example, and some of our different herbs on Amazon in Canada. So that's an even easier way to get it without having to deal with international shipping. Okay, awesome. So let me ask you, let's shine some light on this on pricing because I want to help you help our people. Sometimes sure. we like we look at a price and the same thing for us. We we have very clean, like super clean product uh, ingredients that cost more <laughs> than the cheap low quality products. So sometimes people that aren't quite sure, they don't really understand that there's a difference. So our prices are higher than the cheapest low quality ones. I would imagine you can clear this up for me when someone picks up on your chocolate bars and they compare it to a Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little bit of price difference. Would you like to uh, shine some light on that for us? Yeah, yeah. We're not the 99 cent Kit Kat or Hershey's bar. Um, it's in definitely at a different uh, price point. But the thing is that you got to think about where, where you're putting the money and, and how you're investing in yourself. You know, you could go to Starbucks and, and buy a coffee for three, four, five, six dollars. And that is going to disappear really fast. And you're not going to feel that amazing for that long after it. You get that bit of a caffeine rush and then your body's got to deal with sorting out all the sugar and flavors and other processed ingredients in there. And that's it. With our products, we're trying to absolutely maximize the value that we're delivering to you within each of the ingredients. And so whether that's the quality of the cacao that we're talking about, being wild grown, being free of mold toxicity, which is almost unheard of in the world of chocolate, or these herbal extracts that we're packing in there and keeping it totally sugar-free to really maximize not just the experience in your mouth, but the experience for your entire body. So it's it's a different kind of a chocolate experience than you're going to get in the candy aisle at your normal, uh, you know, big market. Tell me about the the type of cacao that you were mentioning there earlier. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Arriba Nacional is... is yeah, the... I would butcher that terribly. <laughs> <laughs> so why... How did you figure this out? Why did you go that route? Share some light on that. So to me, if I'm going to put, you know, essentially investing my life into building a company, I want to be able to 100% stand behind the product. And one thing that kind of makes us unique as a company is that I, as the, the owner, am out there making YouTube videos, being the face of the brand. There's not many other chocolate companies apart from Willy Wonka that actually have, uh, maybe Mr. Beast, that have actually a, a person standing behind the product saying, this is my creation and, you know, I stand 100% behind it. And so I wanted it to be the absolute best. And growing up, as I mentioned, kind of in and around the health world, I had the great fortune to make some amazing connections, one of which was to some folks based in Ecuador who ran this operation, uh, getting together all these cacao pods from various parts of the country that were being wild harvested, processing them in small batches, and really doing everything possible to maintain the integrity of that. And so to me, if you have the opportunity to make something, why not make it with the highest quality ingredients? You've got one life, you got one shot at it, and I think just do something awesome. What are, the, what are your challenges? What are the biggest challenges you're running into right now? I would say the, the biggest challenges have been making people keep it a try for the first time. You know, we, we try to market through, through various avenues and we've had some success in some places and people don't get it in other places. And the, the biggest thing is if you, if we get people to try it for the first time and get them to have an experience, then I think to me, you're in. Once you've had an experience actually in your body, it's so different than anything I could tell you. I could talk to somebody for two hours about how amazing a chocolate bar is going to be. None of that is going to compare to that first bite. So ever since we started our business, we always have had a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee because I want people to feel like safe and comfortable and relaxed about giving it a shot and trying something new because I know that 
when they have that experience, it's going to blow away any other marketing that I possibly ever could have done. So you got to get it in front of them. You got to give them the taste it. Right. Tell me about, this might be slightly unrelated. Tell me about uh, fair trade. Like, is that something you guys are interested in? Do you do any of that? Doesn't align with what you're looking at? Yeah. It, um, fair trade is certainly an important and, and interesting thing. Generally, fair trade standard prices are actually much lower than what our suppliers are paid. And when the partners that we work with in Ecuador were looking at the fair trade certification, the certifier said, your procurement network is way too crazy and coming from so many different places because they're just coming from, you know, small individuals have access to these lands that they weren't able to do the certification. But to me, ultimately, it's this cacao obviously is very special and is a higher price cacao than anything else out there. The cool upside to that is that at every step of the, of the supply chain, there's more money to go around. So the people procuring this cacao are making way higher than what you would normally see with standard fair trade wages. Fair trade was mostly developed as a standard for Africa, where you see a lot more of the, the slavery issues going on. And with, with the higher quality Central and South American cacaos, because of the higher price of the cacao itself, ends up not being as much of an issue. Awesome. So, okay, give me a picture of, you said these are like wild, more wild picked um Tell me, give me a picture. I'm picturing a, a bunch of little kids running around the forest, kicking down cacao fruit. <laughs> <laughs> give me an idea what that looks like, because I'm probably wrong. <laughs> sure, yeah, right. So, right. There's no, there's no kids involved in the harvesting. It's all adults. Um, the kids hopefully are in school, getting well taken care of. <laughs> and and so uh, there's a variety of height in the trees. Some are a little bit on the on the youngerish side, around 20 years. Um, some of the trees that it comes from are up to between 60 and 80 years old, and those tend to be a bit taller. So sometimes you got to get a little bit of altitude to, to get up and get those pods. Um, but they're generally being taken down by machete or by a, a you know a handheld trimmer and then brought back to uh, where it's, it's all being processed. But yeah, they, sometimes they have to actually trek out quite a ways to get to where some of these grow. Um, and it's it's something that you very rarely find with any foods these days. Everything is, it's all monocropped, grown on a farm in straight rows, protected with fences and scarecrows and pesticides and herbicides. To me, what's cool about these wild trees is they have that kind of genetic vigor and strength to survive in the real survival of the fittest out there in the wild with nobody looking out for them. Yeah, that's super cool. Tell me where where is where are these um cacao beans coming from again? From Ecuador. Ecuador. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I, I got more questions, but I don't have any time. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, we could always I'm always happy to come back again if you want to chat more. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Let me ask you real quick. Okay, I gotta ask you this. We're going a little bit over time. Let me ask you what it's like um slightly different avenue did you feel like you wanted to do something in your parents business or did you feel like you wanted to go off on your own I felt like I wanted to do my own thing and and kind of blaze my own trail. I'm, of course, at the same time, very happy to also have a bit of a role in their business and support what they're doing as well, because they've given me everything. They're the, the most incredible parents. They gave me life and they gave me so much in life. But it's also a fun adventure, as they kind of talked about in, in the tales of King Arthur, that they thought each knight should enter the forest at the place which he found it to be the darkest and really dive into the mystery without it being trailblazed ahead of you. So... Um, I'm, I'm grateful for everything they give me and I'm uh, super happy for the opportunity to be a part of what they do. But also I, I, am, I love having my own adventure. That's awesome. I ask because of our, I have a son and like we have kids and we've uh -huh. built our business from the ground up and, and we've been 
uh, doing better with branding and we're reaching larger audiences. So I think what a great opportunity to give this to our kids or have them yeah. grow the business as a next generation. But then sure. I, think I think there's no wrong way to do it. It's, you know, it depends on the, the nature of the individual. Yeah, the, the individual. That's what I say. But, and I, but I think it should be their choice, right? That's why I think it's cool what you're doing. And maybe, maybe if he doesn't want to directly work for our business, he'll do something similar. I, I think it's a great setup. And then they, they work together. It's a pretty cool setup. Sure. And maybe got. he takes on your business and takes it in, in a slightly new direction that it's a, a, a direction of his own insight. And, and that's his way of making it his unique adventure. Yeah. Good idea. I'll give that to him on his second birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sage, we got to wrap things up. Anything we missed that you wanted to mention? No, thank you so much. That was great. Awesome. It's our pleasure. So where are we getting chocolate from? Website, more info, give it to us. You can find all of our products and more at addictivewellness.com. And you can use the code DrewTadio for 10% off and get a little discount on some of the new things you might want to try. And then if you like this kind of information and want to learn more, we've got a, a YouTube channel under the name Addictive Wellness, where we're uploading several times a week and would love to have you join us there. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sage. We appreciate your time and coming on Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post stuff there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge, whatever it may be. We'd love to have you join us. We're also on Instagram.com slash Drew Tadia. Again, we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story, all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track. Our main website is trueformlife.com. If you want to check out some of our products, some of our services, or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more, we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.